Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Venture Capital Fast Lane. I am your host, Ryan Else, managing partner of Roadster Capital. In the Venture Capital Fast Lane, we will talk about all things fast in venture capital and everything that surrounds it. If it's fast, we're going to talk about it. Growth, exits, funding, cars, rockets, data, software, and much more. We are in the midst of the fourth industrial revolution. So buckle up. This is the Venture Capital Fast Lane. All right. Hello, and welcome to the Venture Capital Fast Lane. Today, I'm going to talk about SPACs. What's a SPAC, how it works, and just a real good high-level overview. Now, the reason I want to do this is because back in early, late 2017, uh, I was in Palo Alto and Redwood City. I had a meeting with Tim Draper uh, to talk about a couple of different things. And a couple of days after my meeting, it was announced that he was raising a $50 million SPAC. So, of course, I got intrigued. So I wrote a little something about it. And just a couple of days ago, uh, PitchBook had an analyst note out, and it says SPAC activity in Q1 of 2022 has reached the lowest point since early 2020, when I was really intrigued and wrote a little bit about it. With only 78 listings and the median deal size cut in half compared to last year. Meanwhile, aftermarket performance is suffering among SPAC combinations initiated amid the elevated valuation climate of the past two years as high growth sectors are revalued in the public markets. Obviously, everything is being revalued right now. So let me talk to you a little bit about SPACs. So as I was saying, it was uh, late 2017. I had an informative meeting with Tim Draper. I, I met him when I was an undergrad in college, and we've been in touch for many years Anyways, a few weeks later, this news broke uh, somewhere that he was raising a $50 million SPAC called Draper Oakwood. And the team that Tim had assembled to manage the SPAC, because he wasn't going to manage it, he was just going to be the name on the deal, had a strategy centered around finding modestly valued businesses and creating a repeatable process. A few months later, um, some more interesting news came out. Uh, Shamath Palehu Patia announced that he was going to get into the business of SPACs. And his firm, Social Capital Hito Sophia Holdings, filed for a $600 million SPAC with a much different approach than Tim's that was not concerned with modest valuations at all. And they were laser-focused on long-term capital appreciation. Makes a lot of sense, right? You want to focus on something that drives alpha for your investors. So, Leave it up to social capital to just be focused on returns and only returns. Great. So I was intrigued and I started looking into how this type of investment vehicle is structured. And what I came to realize is that every spec has one thing in common, the element of mystery. 
So sure, we are not talking about saving the day and going on a wild goose chase with Scooby and Shaggy and Fred, Velma, and Daphne. However, there is an element of mystery involved, and you need to have a team that is willing and able to take on the task of searching for the acquisition target. The mystery gang was hired to go out and solve crimes, but they never knew exactly who they were looking for, or exactly what was going on behind the scenes. Now, on that note, I think it makes a lot of sense for us to listen to a little bit of Scooby-Doo and the Mystery Gang. So, here we go. I've seen enough! Let's go back! Not until we walk around this ghost town and see what we can find. Like I know what we'll find. What? Ghosts. Or an acquisition target. Split up and try and find out where that moan came from. I'll go this way with Daphne and Velma. You go that way with Scooby-Doo. Thanks a lot. (laughs) So who doesn't love that? Anyhow, similarly to the mystery gang, the sponsors of a SPAC are hired to look high and low for an acquisition target that will make money for their investors and explain to them what clues led them to realize they found a suitable target company. A special purpose acquisition company, or a SPAC, is commonly referred to as a blank check company. Its purpose is to raise a pool of capital from an initial public offering, or an IPO as we call it, with the intention of using that capital to acquire an existing company, often privately held, within a defined period of time. This time period is typically about two years. So the element of mystery that accompanies every spec is that the acquisition target cannot be announced until after the completion of the IPO and a target has been identified. So when you invest in these things, you are investing in the name behind the deal, but you are investing blindly. So there are three phases in a SPAC's lifespan. Uh, lifespan, sorry. Phase one includes the roadshow. This is where the sponsor of the SPAC defines a target industry and the structure of the deal within their S1 filing and in open discussions with interested investors. During this phase, the management team speaks to their level of experience and the strategy behind their approach to finding a suitable acquisition target. Phase two can take up to 19 months where the management team is evaluating market opportunities, filing periodic reports with the SEC, they engage in due diligence, they consider pipes, uh, debt financing, and other tasks, and then they move to phase three of the SPAC process. This is when the investors in the SPAC find out the mystery target and what led to the decision to acquire the business and take the necessary steps to take it public. The investors, they all have voting rights in this process and the option to sell their shares back to the SPAC for about 95 cents on the dollar if they don't want to participate in this final phase three. And the phase three period, it can take up to six months in some cases. We haven't seen it take that long, um, but it sure can. And assuming everything goes smoothly, a Super 8K is filed. The Super 8K is three years of audited financials. That is filed with the SEC, and then they proceed forward with the de-spec of the transaction. 
So the typical SPAC will sell $20 million, or sorry, 20 million shares at $10 a piece with the goal of raising $200 million. But we are starting to see them raise as much as $400 million. And in unique situations like that of Bill Ackman's Pershing Square, Totine Holdings, uh, listed as PSTHU, back in late 2017, the offering price in, uh, let's see, July, sorry, let me take that back. The offering price in July of 2020 was $20 each, and he raised $4 billion, making his spec the largest of all time with the objective of acquiring a privately held unicorn with at least $1 billion in value. Well, what does that mean? Uh, Who knows? It's a mystery. So SPACs are a great way for a company to go public without the excessive costs and time commitments associated with regulatory requirements for historical financial reporting. Removing all of these requirements in this structure allows the SPAC to make very boilerplate statements accompanied with executive biographies that fast track the entire process of going public. This also limits the SEC from having input associated with potential investor risks linked to historical financials of the business that will be acquired because they don't have to show the historical financials to anybody. They just have to have a, a boilerplate, boilerplate overview. So the SPAC usually attempts to acquire a minority stake in the acquisition target of up to 20%. And the directors of the SPAC typically have founders' shares with rights that allow them to avoid any and all lockups that their investors are all exposed to. Huh. Well, with over 100 active SPACs back in 2022 and Today, I think we just said there are 78 active SPACs. Uh, Companies that engage in discussions with them are going to have options. And from my perspective, they should look beyond the value that is placed on their business by a management firm running a SPAC and really look to find a win-win partner that will be willing to go into the margins and be a true partner rather than a corporate raider. So the managers of the SPAC really need to be competitive and bring differentiated strategic value to the deal beyond a path to public listing. If their stated strategic value to you as a founder is something along the lines, and it's been said, of, well, we grew up working in Silicon Valley and we have strong networks, I suggest that you proceed to laughing out loud and showing them the way out of your office. That is not a partner. That is someone who's just blowing smoke. It's got a lot of smoke and mirrors coming your way, and they just want one thing, money in their back pocket. It's not strategic value. It's pure ego. So an easy place to start is by negotiating the target ownership percentage of the target asset. You do not want to partner with anyone that is unwilling to negotiate with you. There should always be room for negotiation. You need to find win-win deals, especially in a spec. Another point of differentiation to evaluate uh, is the structure of the spec before it was launched. 
you want to ask questions of the SPAC manager. You want to know, like, how are founders' shares of the SPAC structured? And do the unit distributions or warrants align the shareholders' interests with the prospective company's interests? These key differentiators can tell investors and acquisition targets a lot about the sponsor's primary objective and their internal business practices. So that's it on SPACs. I hope everyone's having a great day. Thank you for spending time with us today. This is the Venture Capital Fast Lane, and I'm your host, Ryan Else. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.